Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Buenas amigos, and welcome to episode 31 of Not Another Socks Podcast. I am Jack Webster, here with always with uh, Matt Calveo and nobody else. <laughs> and uh, nobody else. Man, um, I, I think we're going to have to file a missing persons report for Matt LeBeau here. This is uh, back-to-back weeks now that he is a uh, no, no response uh, on the Sunday um, just completely ghosting us. Yeah, right. We tagged him on Twitter. We 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 sent out his uh, picture and information again, as we did last week. And um, uh, now he he seems to be missing. And uh, I don't think anyone uh, uh, knows where he is right now. So if, if you do know where yeah, Matt LeBeau I, is, just uh, you know, let yeah. shoot us a DM. I've been in contact with uh, Stop and Shop already. We're getting his uh, picture <laughs> out on uh, milk cartons. Uh, <laughs> Just to, you know, raise awareness, see if anybody's found him, you know, yelling at any guidos in the street or uh, any other place. Uh, if if you see him, please do not approach. Just call the uh, number below yeah, and yeah. Uh, have a professional handle him. <laughs> we are we are looking out, but um, we we have a feeling he might be in the Miami area if he's not already back in Boston or back in Rhode Island yeah. at this point. Um, we believe he was last seen in Miami. So, um, you know, who who yeah. knows what could have happened. He might be point. heading down to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, he's definitely on the run from something. We don't know what exactly. And it, right. you know, I think it's really going to be helpful to speculate what he might be on the run from. Maybe uh, he pissed off the wrong Yankees fan. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's uh, 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 Draymond Green's wife that uh, he cursed at. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it could be any of number of reasons that he's trying to flee the country right now. I doubt he got into a scuffle with the Marlins fan. I don't think they exist. Yeah, no, I, I, he, I can't imagine that any Marlins fan would actually feel passionately enough to get into a physical <laughs> altercation over their team. You'd be like, yeah. oh man, they suck, and they'll be like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not New York Rangers fans. They're not going to punch you, <laughs> sucker punch you in the face or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Although, hey, maybe we're, we're getting all the sports in here right now. Right, yeah. right. We just we got to work everything in, man. But uh, yeah, who knows where Matt LeBeau is? We're uh, we're we're hoping he's safe, and uh, we're hoping he's you know hopefully back home now. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do a reverse uh, reward system for us, where if you find him, you have to give us a hundred dollars instead of uh, us giving you any information that leads to a safe result that you have to pay us if you want to give it to us the the funny thing was you know we we did tweet out that um uh you know his his information again so hopefully somebody finds him but uh, kyle sullivan did um you know offer his services to uh be the third person on tonight's show but unfortunately he did have to work late but that would have been hilarious to have him on though uh, the unofficial fourth host of the podcast, Kyle <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, This guy's ready to pinch hit in a spot, ready for his like, big role. It's like he's an understudy in a play, and then he finally gets his big break when uh, the main actor is stuck in traffic or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So this is yeah. his Rudy situation. <laughs> yeah, right. This might yeah. be, uh, you know, just for a football reference here, yeah, this might be uh, – uh, if. if Kyle Sullivan ended up uh, being on tonight. This could have been uh, his Tom Brady um, story here where, uh, you know, Bledsoe gets hurt and, you know, uh, Kyle Sullivan steps in and uh, he ends up solidifying himself here. But, yeah, it's a crazy situation with Matt LeBeau. 
You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm willing to bet at some point he's going to turn on his phone or it's going to end up at the bottom of, you know, the ocean or some shit like yeah. that. Like, we're going to FaceTime with a squid and uh, they're going to a podcast. Talk about, a, you know, a great week for the Sox. You know, they they follow them down there because there's no yep. blackout restrictions in the ocean. Right, in right. national waters, so yeah, uh, Rob can't touch it. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. They can uh, they can stream the socks down there for sure. Um, they also hate Dave O'Brien. Yeah. Um, you know they you know they, they're diehard Sox fans in in every sense down there in the uh, in the deep blue sea. So uh, shout out to them if they're uh, if they have Matt LeBeau's phone. Um, you know they're they <laughs> they're having a time right now. Yeah. They they they're probably using his Apple Pay to just order like tons of shit off of Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get a huge bill. So yeah. Matt LeBeau is supposed to come with us to the uh, Sox game this weekend. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's returned safely by then. Yeah. Or else we might need to raffle off an extra ticket. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're having uh, ho- hopefully it's by that time. Hopefully, you know what? I still am holding out hope that like he turns on his phone and just gets on on Skype and you know he's right. in the airport or he's in the sky even. Imagine yep. like you know, like he's just paying for that JetBlue Wi-Fi <laughs> like thirty bucks for the hour and a half trip or whatever how long it is from Miami to Boston probably longer than that right but, yeah I I really I I feel like the only reason he would miss it is if he was probably dead so You're right. uh, I think right. you know we don't even have to search we we can just assume he's dead yeah no I I think that's a safe assumption for sure. But, you know, like you said, Jack, before we started the show, you, we did have to, uh, this is, this, we did have to do this, you know, this is yeah. something that needed to be done with just the two of us here because, you know, this is two weeks in a row. Just the two of us. Yeah. We can make it if we try. <laughs> By the way, if my voice sounds a little bit more like deep and irresistible more than normal, it's because I... Uh, was smoking and drinking at PVD Fest all day yesterday, yeah. so um, yeah. hopefully it doesn't affect my work performance uh, on Monday. <laughs> but uh, for for right here, right now, I I am definitely you know playing a little injured, uh, but I do it for you guys. I do it for the listeners. Unlike right. some other hosts on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are watching on YouTube, uh, Jack is rocking a uh, great savers find right now on his on his head yeah this was a giveaway this season the carita um had uh, presented by coca-cola you can't forget the presenting sponsor when you're talking about these things but it's really cool it has you know uh his nickname which means baby face and rafael devers underneath it has the dominican flag underneath yeah that's really sick cool. yeah and then the number 11 on the side um doesn't really have anything on the back but th- this was a solid find for uh Auctioning or raffling it off for the podcast, and then um, decided that uh, uh, you know I just wanted to have it for myself. So yeah, no, we we, we do have some baseball to talk about. You know, the, believe it or not, um, you know, um, uh, West the West Coast road trips are finally done. No more 10 p.m. starts. I think you know we're very excited about all that. Yeah, so. that is definitely great. It's definitely good to have the 10 to 10 o'clock starts be over with because those are. Really hard to stay um, up for. I think, though, you know, I, I was up um, late on Tuesday night. Um, I think that was the first Angels. That was Waka's complete game. Um, or was that, it that was Mon- Monday. Monday. That was the night Monday we were night. recording. That's right. We were, when we were recording, yeah, I was up for Waka's game. That ended, I think, um, probably a little past, like, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Probably around, like, actually, no, that was past 1 o'clock in the morning that one ended. But... Those are tough, um, you know, unless you're either like not working the next day or like don't have to be in until later on. Like that is uh, those time slots are tough to watch. So it's definitely good that those are out of the way for sure. And, you know, we're back to the, um, you know, seven o'clock starts. Yeah. No, I mean, like I miss those days in like in high school and even in college where, you know, staying up to 1 a.m. was no problem at all because you have no real yeah. responsibilities. If you're listening and you're in high school and college, just don't even worry right now. You have nothing yeah. to worry about. What are you doing? You can get a C in that class. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, no, they like, don't. just it's fine. Like we encourage doing the bare minimum in school because <laughs> as someone who did the bare minimum in school, I ended up you know doing all right you know, on this uh, you know low grade Red Sox podcast. Now so. <laughs> this is. This, don't worry because this is where you're gonna end up. 
right here. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this, not this, it's not the this worst is thing. My, yeah, this is the height of my um uh you know achievements in life. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, mom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that and then you know you'll be an absolute wizard on on the Twitter machine too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that's all that I'm good for, as Matt LeBeau would say. <laughs> but those are pretty. Those are two pretty good things to be good at, though. Yeah, the the if I'm good at two things in the world, I'm glad that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Got to, we were talking about it, you know, on the show on Monday. You know, I think we got to like the sixth or seventh inning when Michael Walk would just continue to pitch well, and um, you know, lo and behold, yeah, that ended up being the final score of one zero. Uh, and um, I, I think you know it was a little bit out of nowhere that uh, Michael Walk had the complete game shutout, but um, uh, also did uh, also helped that the Angels were just playing so badly going into that series. Yeah, no, it definitely did, and I mean. We've talked about Michael Waka, you know, a lot this year. I mean, there's been a lot to talk about. He's been he's been lights out, really. Um, it was it was great to see him go the distance. Um, obviously, you know, with the bullpen, you know, being a little shaky, you know, as of late, it was it was good to you know obviously have a guy that you know can extend himself through nine, and um, yeah, it was it was it was great to see. I mean, and that's now the. The second complete uh, game that a Red Sox pitcher's thrown this year, you know, obviously we had Pavetta, um, you know, a few weeks back and, um, you know, Waka uh, earlier this week. So um, and you're going to need a lot more from, you know, guys like Waka and um, and even Pavetta, you know, that I mentioned earlier. Um, going he forward, had a complete obviously. game, too. Oh, that's right. He did. He did. Yep. Yeah. So it's three. You, you kind of forget uh, about complete games when they give up three runs. Right. Uh, yeah. They, they still count. Yeah, they do. They do. But uh, yeah, three complete games for the Sox. So um, yeah, this rotation, like we we've talked about, has been has been very good. And obviously, um, that performance by Waka was um, you know just another example of that. Um, you know, earlier this week, so solid road trip. I mean, obviously, we got the sweep against the the A's. You know, three out of four against uh, uh, the Angels, and then obviously we were able to take two um, from the Mariners too. So this is exactly you know what you wanted to see. Um, you know, on this West Coast trip. Um, yeah, no. And just touching upon, you know, one other thing Michael Walker accomplished, he managed to get Joe Madden fired from the Angels. Um, he did. So yep. it is so funny that, like, you know, I, they, they lost, what, a dozen games even going into that yeah. series or whatever. And, you know, uh, then it's Michael Walker that ends the or, or uh, continues that. And then apparently this came out today that Joe Madden actually got a mohawk uh, the day that he got fired, and none of the players got to see it because they did it in, like, the morning before oh. any of them got into the ballpark. So imagine being 65. I don't know how old <laughs> Joe Madden is. We're, I'm going to assume he's 85. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. he just pretends to be one of those, like, old guys that wants to be young. So yeah. for yeah. that. And... It, that is the absolute funniest way to ever get a mohawk and be fired. I I can't imagine anything more embarrassing than like going home to your wife and kids with a mohawk saying that you got fired. So he got the mohawk and then got fired like right yeah. after that. Oh it, he got shut out by Michael Waka, got a mohawk, then got fired. <laughs> what a uh, what a forty eight hours for him, man. Yeah, that's like a twelve hours. Oh, twelve like, hours. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go to bed with a mohawk. You wake up fired. <laughs> well, that's a lesson to everybody listening right now. Don't get a mohawk because you'll probably get fired the next day. Yeah, it, it, I think <laughs> he got fired because of the mohawk. Dude, imagine just getting a mohawk and then literally the next day your boss calls you into his office and he's just like, "Yeah, you're done here. Get out. Yeah, you're out. You eating?" Uh, the next start after that, though, uh, another late night one. I I don't. I I think this was the one you stayed up for, right? Oh yes, um, the one that Strom closed it out. Yeah, that that was. Yep, I stayed up for that. Yeah, I I did not stay up for that one. I couldn't do back to back nights, but that was obviously a little bit of a back and forth game all throughout it. From what it looks like, you know, I got the beginning part where you know Whitlock. Uh, Clearly didn't have it that night. He ended up, you know, oh, yeah. IL after that. You could kind of see that one coming. 
Um, and, you know, uh, I don't think it's something that we need to worry about with him. Um, apparently, Cora said that if this was September, he would still be pitching. So I know there's still debate around the Whitlock starting versus in the bullpen. Uh, so I, I think this does add a little bit more of a question mark into everything else, um, especially if you do kind of want him to either have that, uh, you know, just roll every fifth day, or if you do want to actually uh, put him back in the pen as, you know, a really good back-end guy, especially, you know, now that Salem and Paxton are starting to ramp up, you have guys in AAA. So uh, I still like him in the rotation, but there there is a case to be made either way. Yeah, I feel like even for right now, obviously, we're, we'll touch upon, obviously, you know, um, Evaldi, you know, going to the IL. And um, so you having Whitlock, and I mean, he's on, he's on the IL as well, but um, obviously trying to get guys that can, can start games is going to be obviously big, you know, going forward because you have those two guys um, that are going to be out for um, in a little while here. So you're... Uh, Starting rotation definitely took a hit. So obviously, you know, like we mentioned earlier this show, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Waka, um, you know, even Hill, Pavetta, um, you know, they're definitely going to have to step up in uh, the absence of uh, of uh, of Aldi and, and, uh, and Whitlock going forward here. But, um, yeah, I mean, Whitlock, I think, is probably going to be pretty valuable, you know, in the bullpen, especially down the stretch, you know, you know, when you get into the postseason, um, cause he's a guy obviously that can come in and throw multiple innings, which you obviously it's great to have if your starter doesn't have it for whatever reason. Um, you know, especially, you know, in higher leverage situations like, um, you know, a wild card game or, you know, if you get deeper into the playoffs as well. So I think Whitlock is probably, you know, going to be, uh, better suited for that role right now. Um, and obviously, you know, like you said too, once you get sale and, um, and Paxton back in the in the rotation, you know, that's just probably gonna, you know, end up putting Whitlock in the pen, which he's super valuable there too. So, yeah, no. And once we hit September, yeah, uh, October, hopefully, uh, late run there, uh, is gonna be coming out of the pen. He even Sale came out of the pen in 2018, early on in the ALDS against the Yankees. People forget that, so. It'll be a mix and match of, you know, who's available when. I'm less worried about that. You just want as many arms as possible. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, we finally do have depth there because the last yeah. few years, you know, it, it didn't really feel like uh, if you lost two guys on the injured list that uh, we would really have the depth every fifth day to, you know, compete and win a ball game. But that that is, you know, changing a little bit. We'll get to the last mm-hmm. game of the Mariners series uh with a surprise start from cutter crawford but um another uh you know that third game in the angel series really stepping on their throats another one zero shutout after that so yeah. um uh, not a lot of run support in those <laughs> games but yeah one is sometimes enough oh exactly exactly and um you know that was uh um let's that was that third that one nothing game yeah so that was the um that was a Valdi game, obviously, as well. You know, yeah. like, nice to see him uh, pitch well, um, you know, and uh, and Strom getting the saves. Strom's been – Strom was really big in that Angel series, getting a couple of uh, saves there, um, especially that um, that night before, um, the one that I had stayed up for. He pitched very, very well um, in that closing spot. So that was nice to see out of, uh, out of Strom in, in those, uh, you know, in those save situations. Yeah, no, and Tanner Houck, another guy in that game the night before, two scoreless innings with a couple of strikeouts uh, mixed in there as well. So um, there's still a lot of question marks in that back end of the rotation, or or back into the bullpen, I should say. But you are seeing some arms pop in. Um, I do, uh, we'll get to the, another Mariners game uh, later on the series. I would like to see, uh, would have liked to see like an actual closer um, acquired in the offseason. Yeah. That's been us a couple of times throughout the year. Um, you know, we've kind of had to play it by committee, but um, still, it, it, you are starting to figure things out more than at the beginning of the year when it felt like there was nobody that was gonna step up and take that role. Yeah, how can that situate? How can that position isn't a bad option? Um, he's. I feel like he's he's pitched pretty well in 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 the closer role too. So that's an option you have. 
or you can obviously in the next like you know month and a half once the deadline rolls around um you know you can also acquire an arm there if you know there's somebody out there that can you know uh, fill that role too so you have options either if you want to throw a hawk in that situation maybe whitlock um or you know even going out and trying to you know acquire an arm um you know to fill that role as well but that's definitely gonna have to be a role that you know they're gonna have to um you know obviously solidify at some point because like you said jack that's something that's uh kind of bitten us um you know in, in you know recent games here yeah and you know i'm i'm a very big bloom supporter i think we all are on this show you know you have trusted a lot of moves that he's made uh, especially with, you know, guys like Whitlock coming up, guys like Ruff Snyder and guys like uh, Schneider or uh, Schreiber, I should say, coming out of the bullpen. So he has done a lot of really good moves that have helped us, you know, go from uh, essentially dog shit in 2020 to being postseason World Series contenders the last few seasons now. Um, I do wish, um, you know, maybe we signed a guy like Kenley Jansen since we're already going over with Trevor Story. So if you're going over, you might as well have signed a guy on like a big one-year deal where the money doesn't really matter. You're the Boston Red Sox. You're worth yeah. $3 billion, $4 billion, $5 billion. Yeah. No. Like uh, you, you can sign a guy like that where if it doesn't really matter against the luxury tax and long-term effects where you would start losing draft picks, you might as well – spend more because it's only money it's only money at that right point. it's not like you know your hot dog's gonna get any more expensive if they sign that guy or anything the dodgers have been doing it for like 10 straight years now <laughs> yeah, they yeah. seem to be doing perfectly fine so um hopefully you know we might be able to get somebody kind of like what you said um it's gonna be uh you know a little bit of a hard market because there's gonna be a lot more teams that feel like they're in it with the expanded yeah. playoffs now so uh we'll see what happens uh, we'll see if, you know, Hauk or somebody else takes real, like, a strong hand on um, that situation. But for right now, um, you, you, like I was saying, you start to see a little bit more of it, but you want to see it actually be a non-question mark because it did come up uh, in that Mariner series. Yeah, that's actually a really good point that you bring up, too, with the um, – I don't think a lot of people um, realize that, too, is that – the trade deadline is going to be a lot different than in the past with the expanded playoffs because, you know, like you mentioned, um, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be kind of in that bubble that think that there may be, a, you know, a piece or two away from being a playoff team and then, you know, maybe even making a run um, in the postseason. So this is, you know, this uh, this deadline this year is going to be uh, really interesting to see what, you know, certain teams do. Um, because it is going to be, like you said, it is going to be hard because there's going to be a lot of teams that, you know, uh, feel that they're, you know, that are going to be in the market, you know, as buyers, um, you know, thinking that, you know, they can, you know, they can make a run and, you know, they can add a piece or two and, and, uh, you know, and make the playoffs. So there, this, this deadline is definitely going to be, you know, very interesting in that sense. That's why John Heyman was, like, so fucking horny for the Red Sox to be sellers. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I can't wait to see Xander Bogarts on St. Louis so that way he doesn't have yeah. a qualifying offer and that way I can suck the Yankees' dick even more. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm really glad to see that he had to eat crow this last week, too, not that the Red yep. Sox are back in a playoff position. He did, you know, like, shame on you if you thought they were out and, like, pointed yeah. the finger at stuff, yeah. so... I'll give him that. Still, he's a piece of shit. Fucking hate him. Um, you know, uh, he's still, you know, just Scott Boris's puppet and the Yankees puppet. And whoever will give him any scoop, he's a rat fuck. And uh, <laughs> he looks exactly like the type of guy that you would imagine. Know what he looks like? He looks like the fucking snitch from Recess. <laughs> like, the snitch from Recess grew up. That would just be John Amon. <laughs> it would be. I think that was John Heyman in recess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That was, like, 20, 30 years ago. That kind of yeah. adds up. <laughs> yeah. That's John Heyman. We're going to have to do that. That is John Heyman. He is he is the snitch from recess for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, uh, man, that's uh, – I, I think we're really on to something here. Yep. I think we're we're just... bringing in Hey Arnold references, like, last week, and uh, yep. recess school's out. You, know, yep. this is, uh, you can definitely tell we're two white guys in our late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> the references are really exposing. Yeah, they, what, what a brand new, fresh idea. Two white guys, three white guys, and they're yeah. like starting a baseball podcast. And, you know, we're, 
we're the only ones out there doing this for you guys. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of them yeah. out there. Um, we're one of we're one of a select few here. So, <laughs> the proud. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! And then um, we did have that last Angels game, which obviously Otani was uh, was nails in. Um, you don't what feel do you bad think? losing to Otani. No, I mean he went seven innings, six strikeouts, one earned. Like I mean, hit the home run off of Pavetta too. Yeah, worse. Yeah, I mean, just the kick in the dick. But I mean, it's Otani. I mean, he's the most dynamic player there is in the in the world right now. So, and we don't uh, have to see him the rest of the season because we know <laughs> we won't run into the Angels in the uh, playoffs. No, 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 no. You definitely won't. I mean. It's sad. I mean, you hate like I love Otani, but you just hate to see him on an organization like that. That's just just yeah. such a loser organization. Um, I mean, he they picked have... it. He picked it. Well, Every yeah. team wanted him, and he picked it. So he knew feel... what he was doing. <laughs> same, with, same with Trout. I stopped feeling bad for him after right. the extension. I was like, how can you keep falling for this? Yeah. So, do you feel bad for Otani, or no? You don't. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he did, you know, he could have waited another few years and um, gotten international free agent money instead of uh, just signing pool bonus money. So he did sacrifice, you know, millions and millions of dollars just to come over and be the Angels' second best player most years. Yeah. And still not make the playoffs and, um, like, win MVPs. So it, it's it's a rough scene over there. It's a tough look for baseball. <laughs> It is for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, like we said, you know, a game like that against, you know, a player like Otani, I mean, it's, there's not really much you can say about that. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, he's, you know, seven innings, six strikeouts, one earned, hit the home he's, run against. He's Lebeda, my favorite like, player to watch. And I, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know how he can Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he can't be. I mean, he's probably... Yeah, I mean, he's the most interesting guy to watch in in baseball. He's just a human highlight reel. He's funny, too. I think that's the thing people don't really realize quite about him if you're only, like, casual. He's, like, playing a lot of pranks in the clubhouse. If you watch his translated interviews, he's very funny and interesting. He's into uh, manga and anime and a whole bunch of other stuff if you watch that uh, GQ one that came out. So uh, he's a very interesting person. I think he's learning English a little bit more. I think he's still... A little nervous. He doesn't want anything to be lost in translation. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I think you know he's really the best thing that has happened to the game in a, a long time. You know, you you can um, get players like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and everybody else. And I always hear the argument that you know, oh, MLB is not properly marketing Mike Trout. But like, how can you market a guy that is like the face of? Auntie Anne's pretzels and the Weather Channel. Like, sorry, yeah. he's, just, he's as vanilla as it possibly gets. Yeah, he is. An MLB player. Yeah, I mean, certain guy. I mean, guys like Otani. Obviously, those are guys that you can market because he has a personality. Unlike Mike Trout, who, like you said, tweets about the weather and uh, go <laughs> Eagles. Like, who the fuck likes the Eagles outside yeah. of Philadelphia? Philadelphia trash and. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's tough. Like you said, it's tough to market a guy like that. I mean, if they if guys have personalities, then yeah, I mean that's um, you know that that's the guys that you want to that you want to market. Obviously, it sucks because he's you know he's Mike Trout. Um, yeah, he's the best player. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, and everybody knows it. Like, yeah, there's no denying that. Really, since day one, since he's come into the major leagues, he's been the best player every year he yeah he even had miguel cabrera won the triple crown and there was even debate of yeah. if trout was better or not and uh there was a fair case i mean but uh, i think you know obviously if you win the triple crown it's you should win right. the MVP award I, right i i love you know the advanced stats i don't want mvp being the wins above replacement award essentially right which it's it sucks it, but it's yeah. it's almost it's like kind of leaning that, that way yeah in recent years Unlike Rick Porcello in this 2016 season. <laughs> yes, that's like, right. Like, um, uh, the advanced statistic crowd took, like, such a leap forward when uh, Felix Hernandez won the Cy Award one, like, back in 2012 or yep. 2013 or whatever. Yep. Like, 
oh, he had more losses, but like, you know, he was uh, the, the best pitcher. And that was like such a step forward from what we see in years past. And then Rick Borsello wins the Cy Young Award over Justin Verlander. <laughs> like, like, where's this? It's the same voting class. It's the same dude, like, four or five years later. Hopefully Kate Upton isn't listening. Yeah, and if you are, sup. Yeah, also that, yes. Also that sup. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll let you know that it should have been Verlander. Yeah, and you know what? Um... If it wasn't for that voting uh, choice of from the writers there, we might not have the same Garrett Whitlock that we have today. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, it, his favorite player. Yeah, even Whitlock's starting to grow the beard now. Um, he looks a little weird with it almost because you see, you you almost recognize him as like a baby face type of dude, but it's actually growing in, you know, pretty evenly. You like to see it. He's gotten the head tilt down more. Uh, like I Rick love Marcello. it. Like, he, he, like, it, it's so funny that, he, like, that's the player that he emulates, and he does it so well. Like, <laughs> Dude, but it's so funny. Imagine growing up and then, like, your favorite pitcher is Rick Porcello. Like, I think we've talked about it before, too, where it's like you're in school and, like, everybody's like, oh, who's your favorite player? And he's just like, Rick Porcello. <laughs> that's my guy. But here's the thing. I mean, Whitlock's a little older, too. It's not like he's a kid or anything. Like, he was, you know, a Rule 5 guy. I think he's, like, 26 or even 27. So, like, six years ago, he was, like, 20. Or, yeah. like, in this case situation when he when Rick Porcello won that Cy Young Award. And so, like, being, like, able to vote for the president and maybe even drink legally. Yeah. And then, like, Rick Porcello's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Rick Porcello, man. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't accept uh, Rick Porcello slander here. We do not. Hey, except for that first year, because I hated him right. after that first year, um, <laughs> and I was furious. And then I was the most shocked person in the world. Um, outside of when Christian Vasquez started hitting well, Matt LaBeau had to admit that he's a dumb idiot, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that also might be why he, um, you know, why he kind of went missing a little these last couple of weeks, too. You know, Vasquez started heating up and he was taking a lot of crap online. So yeah. <laughs> I know that we'll we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> um, but no, even three out of four from that Angel series, if you want, if you told us going in that we would win three out of four there in the game we would lost to Otani. I think every Red Sox fan would take that. Obviously, the West Coast trips are kind of hard. So at that point, being, you know, 6-1 and one on the trip uh, after the sweep of Oakland that we talked about last week, obviously you kind of expect that from a team like Oakland. But the Angels were, you know, a team that played well against us at Fenway just a few weeks oh, yeah. ago. Um, they were in that tailspin, obviously. Uh, when we started to face them, obviously, uh, got them at the right time. Uh, got Joe Madden fired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, that's exactly what you needed. You'll, you you kind of already felt like the West Coast road trip was a success even just after that. You have a winning record going into that Seattle series. And uh, obviously, you know, the, uh, we joked about it last time how we always, uh, you know, win against them. But uh, it, it, it feels like every time we go there, at least one weird thing happens. Like, and we saw that. We'll get to that in the second game of the series. Um, but it, it it's just such a weird place to play um, because they they're, they have the dome, which is already kind of weird. Yeah. Um, they're, they're the half dome where it's sometimes open, sometimes closed, which makes sense in Seattle um, since it always rains, apparently. Yeah, it's always, it's always raining in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't recognize it as T-Mobile Field or whatever. No, it's still Safeco it, to me. It's Safeco. Always be Safeco. Yeah. It's just like how um, the Brewer Stadium is always going to be Miller Park, not Great American Family, whatever. It's just Miller. It's like yeah. you can't, like you can't change the name of Coors Field or anything like that. It's just too assimilated. Right, right. I mean, and, and that's like a lot of stadiums and a lot of like famous arenas that, you know, change names like, it, they they no one ever calls it by their actual name like yeah just no one no one does that you know it, yeah and like the Marlins actually named their park or something now who cares the the White Sox I don't even know if they exist 
<laughs> so what is it like guaranteed rate field now yeah with arrows pointing red arrows pointing down in their logo <laughs> like jesus christ uh, I, that that is a fan base that wants their manager fired as well speaking of <laughs> managers being fired uh some uh, he is definition old man yells a cloud yeah. <laughs> tony la <Russa. laughs> yeah um I think everybody's seen it. If you're, you know, a baseball fan, uh, or if you're listening, there's a good chance you're like a good hardcore baseball fan. So everybody saw that he walked Trey Turner with a one and two count, intentionally walked him just to get to Max Muncy, when Max Muncy hits a three-run home run. So that's already a very tough look, because why would you walk a guy intentionally walk a guy that's one two out, even if it's a lefty matchup, even if right. it's all two strikes. Um, but for the three-run homer uh, to happen right after that is just the funniest thing to ever happen. <laughs> and it's a funny, it's it's a funny thing to happen to Tony La- because it's Tony Larusa yeah. too. That makes it even better. And then in the press conference, uh, uh, the after the game he was like, "There's question about that." <laughs> like, but <laughs> yeah, there was but there was question about it. You can defend it as much as you want, but to like be like. No, why? Why are you questioning this? Why, yeah. like, especially what happened immediately after the fact that, like, uh, just blew up right in the face. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that is that I that is absolutely hilarious. Wish the White Sox the best. They have a lot of players that I enjoy watching, uh, but I don't. They're another team where they feel almost a little cursed uh, because of their own bad decisions. Right. Right. Shout out to Kyle Sullivan too. He's a Chicago guy, so yeah, uh, I think he, I think he was at the uh, the Red Sox game, um, uh, one of those games that they played in, uh, you know, in Chicago. This I think he was uh, at know. the one game they lost. He was, he was, which is unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, and, you know, uh, kind of like we were saying at the beginning of the Angel series, a little hard to stay up for uh, some of these uh, Mariners games as well. Uh, I tried staying up for the Friday night one. Um, another, you know, kind of close one-run game, as we've seen a lot this uh, West Coast road trip. Uh, definitely a lot of uh, nail-biters, not really any laughers. But, uh, uh, you know, just go to bed easy. They're, they're, yeah. they're all late-night uh, dramatics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they definitely were. This one, um, so I was at a wedding on friday so i was i did not get to see this one yep you got Uh, married i got married yes yes congratulations to me i am now married um (laughs) lovely lovely ring that i have on right now it's it's priceless it's yeah right it's an invisible ink um ring you know um i could see you being like one of those dudes that wears his wedding ring as a necklace (laughs) Hey, that's not. It's actually not a bad idea. It's not, no, it's not. I I, I respect it because um, I'm not a ring guy. So um, yeah, if I do, if I do ever, I, oh, hi, Petey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guest appearance by my dog on the show. Doing <laughs> a little shake. Yeah. Um. So if I do, uh, you know, maybe I'll wear it like as a nose ring, even, <laughs> or maybe uh, like the septum. Is that what they're called? Like the little like. Yeah, the septum. Uh, yep. Yeah, like little bowl things that the bowl ring. Yeah, yeah. Kicks out. If you have one of those, DM me. Um, <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> what about wearing it as like an earring? Yeah, that can work too. That yep. can work too. Maybe I could like see. Eight. I could actually see you doing that. Yeah. Wearing wearing your uh, ring as an earring. That would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll get uh, my nutsack pierced or something like that. Like. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I could also see you doing that too. Thank you. It's yeah. <laughs> not, it's not out of the realm of possibility for you. This, this is another test to see if my mom actually listens to the show. Because if she does, she's gonna text me about that. So, are you gonna get a text about that? Um, if she listens, which, yeah. um, uh, I think she only listens for LaBelle. So, <laughs> well, then you're in luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I Thank goodness. She, she, yeah, I actually asked her, like, hey, has he talked to you? <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, that um, Friday game, I think that's one we both dozed off on. Um, some late night heroics, um, especially from Bobby Dahlbeck. He hit a the go ahead home run the seventh. He's a yeah. Seattle native, which I didn't even realize. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know he was from Seattle. Yeah, they mentioned it a few times on the broadcast. It's like him and John Lester are the two big names that have come out from Seattle. Of course, they both played for the Red Sox. Yeah. So there's probably, like, another handful of guys. But, like, those two guys, like, born and raised, like, right outside of Seattle. So it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. uh, Playing in front of a lot of hometown crowd. That is is interesting. I I had no idea, though. Um, And he had some big hits. He did. Yeah, he definitely did. And um, uh, the big one was um, obviously uh, JD um, as well with the um, uh, he had a bomb in that one as well. Yep. In the set in the third Bogarts, um, you know, had a big hit to uh, drive endeavors early as well. Um, And then Tanner Houck, like we talked about, um, uh, he ended up getting the save um, on on that Friday night game as well. So, it's good things to see from uh, from Hauk too. Yeah, Rich Hill didn't pitch too bad. He gave up that one two run bomb to I think it was Jesse Winker, um, and then you know Schreiber came in, kind of put up the fire uh, in the fifth inning, and then bullpen was pretty good from there. Strom did give up a run, which you know you kind of forgive him for. Um, and then Hauk with the save. So it does look like they're starting to give the ball more to Hauk in the ninth inning, which I think is something we've talked about on yeah. the show before where, you know, if he's not going to go three times through the order, he's probably going to be a better back-end guy than um, a starter. So I think, you know, him giving him that responsibility to have a little bit more of adrenaline in the ninth inning, a guy being able to go two, maybe even three innings, um, if it's like extra innings or something yeah. like that, I think – is a very valuable tool for Cora on the team. So it's something that I hope to see even more of a development for as the season goes on. And it's kind of nice get putting him in those high leverage situations as well, because obviously down the stretch, you're going to need him, um, you know, hopefully in obviously late September and October when, you know, you're looking to make a run in the postseason. Um, it's going to be good for him to already have that confidence, you know, um, going in to know that obviously he can pitch in, you know, really big situations um, so to have him being being able to do it now, um, you know, this way when he gets, you know, to you know late September, October, um, you know, when you're in the postseason, um, for him to already have that, um, you know, that that those reps in those situations and to have that confidence um, is going to be a huge plus for him. Um, so that's that I, I I do like that he's in these kind of situations uh, right now. So he's he's better suited for it, you know, going forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it starts uh, where you can actually start to build a bullpen around that. You have Schreiber as maybe not um, a guy that's necessarily closing, but could be your elite level guy anywhere in the game where, you know, it's the highest leverage situation. So I like being able to have a guy that you can still trust where it doesn't have to be the ninth inning. Um, It could be, you know, when the game is actually on the line. So to have that uh, in place, to have a closer in place, to possibly add on a bit more, have that lefty in um, uh, Strom as well, and even Austin Davis uh, is really valuable because Diekman hasn't really taken that step forward, if anything, you know, a few steps back. So um, there are still guys in Worcester and even Portland that I'd like to see get chances over guys like Brazier and um, Sawamora or yeah. Phillips Valdez. Yeah. So, I don't hate I don't hate Salamora. I think he's like a guy that you can throw in in a five two game when you're trailing and keep you in it. But I mean, right. he's not a guy I'd put in high leverage situations. No, no. He's either a guy like you said. You either put him in either if you're like really up really big, um, or if you're you know you know a few if you're losing by a few runs and you know maybe he can keep you in it like you said. But other than that, I mean. In a one-two run game, you know, that's definitely not the guy that you want out there. No. And, I mean, a guy that, you know, we thought might take that role at the beginning of the year was uh, Vic, or Hansel Robles. Yeah. Who kind of emerged as our closer at the end of the 2021 season. Even it got off to a really good start at the beginning of this season as well, up until really that uh, Rays walk-off game with the no-hitter. Uh, yep. He was fantastic, so... 
since then, he's been dog shit. There's really no other way to say it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a guy that I like a lot. Like, he has good stuff. But uh, another blown save and another loss the other day um, really uh, hurt us, especially going into the lead, into the ninth with a lead. It wasn't, you know, a tied situation. Bobby Dahlbeck, you know, <clears throat> kind of forgotten home run in the ninth inning there to give us a lead. May, may have been, you know, the biggest hit of his career, yeah. uh, honestly. Um, and for that, to lose that game um, at one, uh, one forty-five in the morning yeah. um, on a Saturday, um, it, it's very tough. That was, you know, kind of like I was saying before, where there's always one just goddamn game yeah. in Seattle that you have to fucking deal with. It was that game, um, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, glad that we don't have to play there for the rest of the year because they're another team that's not going to make the playoffs either. So. <laughs> exactly. And it sucks. It really does suck for them because they're that they have a good fan base and um, yeah. they do have talent as well there. Uh, they have a lot of players I like. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's really unbelievable that it's been 22 years now or 21 or 20 or 21 years. I forget uh, exactly since each of the first season. Yeah. yeah. The iPod has been born and died uh, before <laughs> they, they made it to the ALDS even. Yeah. <laughs> Even like with years of expanded playoffs and wild cards and more teams making it, they still have not been able to figure it out. And it's so sad. It is. It is very sad. Um, and Safeco, like we we're talking about, I think I feel like that's a park I'd love to visit too. That seems like an awesome place. Yeah, yeah no, they they got like the fish markets that they show every single time. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. That. You know, you, you get you probably see the ghost of Kurt Cobain or something out there. <laughs> yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, that that's actually that's honestly probably a top ten uh, destination I want to go in terms of ballparks and cities. Yeah. So um, probably the one I want to go to the least is uh, Tampa. So yeah, <laughs> the hockey town, anyways. No, yeah, right. Yeah, they they don't care about the Rays. Um, and then we had the game today. Um, you know that uh, that rubber match, um, and you know they get the the two nothing win. Um, obviously, a really big um, hit by um, you know a really big home run by Devers there. Um, shout out Carita, <laughs> uh, big hit, uh, big hit for him to uh, you know to in the eighth inning to uh, you know break the scoreless tie, put them up two nothing, and then like you mentioned earlier on, obviously a, a huge showing from uh, Cutter Crawford. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody knew he was going to be starting until today. You kind of heard rumors that Eovaldi may or may not be ready. They might want to push him back. They might want to put him on the injured list. So uh, I'm not worried about Eovaldi's long-term health. It's probably just going to be a skip start, essentially, at this point. Uh, so it's nice to have a guy like Cutter Crawford um, come in. It wasn't, you know, the most dominant performance. He did have a lot of strikeouts, seven innings, only one hit, but four walks. He was kind of walking that tightrope, especially in a 0-0 game. But uh, he did very well. Defense backed him up a good amount. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that I actually would like to see even, you know, in the bullpen over Brazier, over, um, you know, some of these other guys. Because I would rather at least know what he's worth than have him go up and down, just kind of be, yeah. a, a, um, you know, kind of swingman in a way like i kind of right. want to see what he's able to do on the major league roster especially since we have so many question marks and you know a guy that might be able to actually be valuable for you in a role where you might need three innings out of the pen now since Hauk's kind of yeah. in more of a one inning or two inning role oh exactly i mean that's obviously love to see you know his performance today and it's it's promising and hopefully you know, like you mentioned, they can keep him on the roster here and just kind of see, you know, what you have in him because I feel like that's probably where he's at right now. Otherwise, he's going to kind of be just be like up and down. He, you know, he's either going to be AAA or in the major leagues, he's going to be bouncing around. And I feel like I'd rather just kind of see, you know, what you have in him right now. And then this way you can kind of say, all right, is he a guy that can be here? Um, that can, you know, be on a major league roster. Is he going to be a guy that's just going to be up and down? So I think right now is the is a perfect time to kind of see just what you have in Cutter Crawford. And obviously the performance today, it's a step in the right direction for him. And that's, you know, that's, it's a good, it's a good solid outing for him. 
altogether. I, I felt very much the same way about Jaron Duran. Um, yeah. I kind of want to see him actually start every day here. I know Jackie Bradley has had, you know, flashes of excellence this year, especially at Fenway Park and especially defensively. But I don't see how you can let Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, stop getting at-bats from Jaron Duran, especially since he might be a guy that you want to start next year since JBJ is uh, probably going to leave. And, you know, you can have JBJ in a um, fourth outfielder role and really not really affect him. That's what he was in, you know, um, uh, Milwaukee last season. And I think, you know, now that he's gotten older, you kind of know what type of player he is. I think he's would be accepting of that role, especially under a guy like Alex Cora that knows how to manage bench players. So he's a guy that I'd like to start seeing more in right field. Um, another guy that, you know, makes or factors that in now is uh, Rob Ruffsnyder, uh, who came up, uh, got a big hit by pitch and got made a nice play in the outfield. So um, he's a guy that has done well in Worcester this year. We'll see what his role is uh, moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> Duran, I'm, I'm definitely on board with him, too. And, uh, you know, getting him more, uh, you know, everyday uh, consistent reps um, as well, because I think he, uh, he he's shown he can be an effective player. So I'd like to obviously see him be able to do that, um, you know, uh, more consistently and just, you know, get him in there more consistently as well. Um, but overall, obviously, a very good road trip. Um, you know, you, you won every series. You sweep the you sweep the. The A's, you take three out of four from the Angels, and then you take two out of three from uh, the Mariners. Um, you know, so overall, that's exactly what you wanted to see out of this road trip. You know, that it, it's a great, it's a great trip. You know, no, we we went above five hundred. We're in a playoff spot right now um, in the wild card one. And if you know the season ended today, it, I actually really like the way that it, uh, the playoffs would end up. I usually hate. People who say if the season ended today, yeah. well, it doesn't we still have like a hundred more yeah. games to go? Um, but we would be facing um, Minnesota in the first round, uh, or you know, uh, yeah, Minnesota in the first wild yep. card series. I'm like, that's who I'd rather play over t- uh, Tampa Bay or Toronto or the Yankees. Oh or yeah, exactly. then it would be Houston after that, who I'd rather face than the Yankees or anybody else. <laughs> and then you know, from there, we're going to be the Yankees in the ALCS. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What it's... we do in the playoffs. And then, you know, we'll uh, have to either face the Mets or the Dodgers in the World Series, and we'll see how that goes. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we're going to we're going to at least be there. Um, And I think we, uh, you know, uh, we beat the Dodgers before. Um, We're going to get revenge for 86 from the Mets. Yeah. So um, if it's one of those two teams, uh, then I think, you know, we're going to go home with another World Series uh, this season. I think it's just yeah our our path to the to the World Series is looking pretty good. I mean, um, I think we like you said we can we can take we can take the Dodgers we can take the Mets you know um, we've we've been there before so why not do it again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then uh, yeah, going forward this week, obviously I have a nice uh, you know homestand uh, coming up. Uh, you know, three games against the A's, three games against the Cardinals, and then, um, you know, three against the Tigers. So um, definitely, you know, that that Cardinals series will be will be good. Um, obviously, the A's, you know, hopefully you can, um, you know, take those games. And then, um, you know, the Tigers, I feel like they always play uh, the Sox pretty tough. So that's another uh, interesting series as well. But a uh, nice little home stretch after a long uh, West Coast trip. Um, you know, it's always good to see. Yeah, eight and two on the West Coast road trip. If you say that any year, you're gonna be happy. Any you know East Coast team being able to go out there and um, gain grounds in the standings is uh, very important. I hear a lot of Yankees fans chirping, "Oh, you know, over the stretch, the Red Sox still lost two games in the AL East." But like, the AL East is so competitive. Who right. fucking cares? Like, we're in a playoff spot. Like, saying how far we back we're back in the standings is irrelevant right now because we are in a playoff spot. If you wanted to make one of us a month ago, that makes sense. But um, I tweeted this out the other day. Like, how far have Yankees fans fallen? They used to be World Series or bust, and now they're just bragging about division leads in early right, June. Yeah. And um, no matter... Literally with, like, 100 games left, too. ...flounders, that, uh, it's just fine with them. It's fine. That's... I can't believe we're actually seeing this from the Yankees fans. It's it sad. Are it we, is. I, yeah. 
It is. It's very sad, dude. It, it, 2009 is a long time away, and I think it's really starting to get to them. Yeah. And imagine if they didn't have 2009. Oh, it, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what you do. I don't know yeah. what you do at that point. I mean, they... In 2009, but, 2009, it's already, like, it's it's just <laughs> such, like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Don't but, know but even Yankees fans from, like, 01 to 08 or whatever, they were still World Series or bust. They were still in that same mentality of we want right. to win every single year. You know, losing in the World Series is in, in the Game 7 versus Juan Gonzalez is, you know, uh, the failed season. Um but like now it's just like, oh yeah, we, we made it to the wild card game and we lost, but we had the same record as the Red Sox, and that's yeah. good enough. That's good enough that yep. you know their million dollar three million dollar pitcher chokes every October <laughs> and has like a mid three ERA and gives up seven runs against Minnesota. Like, oh it's fine, it's fine, because we're winning. We have a division lead against yeah. the Red Sox. It's it's crazy, man. I <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, we had our our uh, uh, our boss was uh, chirping you a few days ago, and you were just like, it was funny because you were just like, looks up 2021 AL wild card game. Yeah, he changed my was... wallpaper on my <laughs> uh, computer to Yankees logo, and like by the way, the way he did it was like so second grader. Like, hey, uh, you might want to check your desktop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it, it would have been way funnier if you just let me discover that, like, in two hours when, like, I'm closing up for the day. But no, I don't see your reaction now. So I just changed it to uh, the 2021 American League wildcard game right in front of them. Took 10 <laughs> seconds, and now I get to watch um, uh, the team surround Garrett Whitlock, uh, the guy that they just gave away for free. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just closed out the game against them in probably their biggest game in uh, this in the last decade or so. So um, very, very funny turn of events. I'm just glad that he didn't assault me with a chicken wing again. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that, man. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't want any more chicken wing gates. <laughs> chicken gate. No, they can't, can't have any more of those. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we did mention this uh, at the beginning of the show. We will be at Fenway Park on Saturday. Um, yeah. I still need to get the tickets because I bought the tickets for Sunday, and I think last week we realized that wasn't going to work. So yeah. uh, I will still be at the game on Sunday. I will be there Saturday and Sunday, but the Nass boys will be there yeah. on uh, Saturday night, uh, bullpen pre- and post-game, yeah. maybe a strip club, who knows. Uh, <laughs> we can get freaky, but... We, we may or may, 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 Matt LeBeau may or may not be found by then. He may be at the bottom of the ocean with Aquaman and Amber Heard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad place to be. Yeah, it's a bad place to be. <laughs> Watching Marlins games. <laughs> but that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be our second outing uh, this this season so far at uh, against the Cardinals. Nice Saturday night game. I actually pumped for that. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, we have the history against the Cardinals with, what, four World Series and to yeah. them this century as well so uh always a nice matchup you always get a lot of people from out of town when they come here too i think they came last year in 2018 or they at least did come in 2018 and i remember sitting next to some cardinals fans you know they're always very friendly as long as you're white um yeah. and <laughs> oh. some midwest kindness um <laughs> and uh, they're the, they're the best fans in baseball, right? Yeah, they're the I best know. fans. They give they give standing ovations every other at bat. They're the best fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but that'll be that'll be a really good time. That'll be uh nice nice Saturday night game. Will be uh will be sick. Fenway Fenway will be uh will be lit. So that'll be yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking Fenway forward to is it. definitely gonna be you know a lot more electric than. Uh, even the last time we went, because, you know, now we're winning. Now we're in a playoff spot. We're above 500. We're not facing even the best teams. I know Cardinals have done well as of late, but it's still in that, uh, you know, stretch of time where um, these are, this is, you know, kind of when you're supposed to make up ground. So you'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So should be a good, um, good stretch um you know of games going forward here at fenway and uh hopefully obviously the red sox can continue to uh you know win some games here and um you know 
uh, getting a good position going forward. But uh, again, solid road trip, big uh, big home stand coming up. So a uh, lot to look forward to for sure. Yeah, no, and hopefully next week we'll have Matt LaBelle. Um, <laughs> again, we'll, we're uh, we're praying. We'll figure for that him. out if he's missing or not. <laughs> Keep the fans updated. <laughs> Uh, and again, if you see him, uh, shoot us a DM. Uh, he may or may not be in the Miami area. So <laughs> I'm in the corner watching Peace. you kiss her. Ooh.